morning, Mendocino County. This is the Mendocino College Radio Hour. My name is Julie McGovern. I am your host. I am the Executive Director of the Mendocino College Foundation. And on this program, we cover a broad array of topics pertinent to Mendocino College and the communities in Lake and Mendocino County that it serves. Today, I am really excited for our show because we are talking about theater. We have such an amazing theater program at the college, and we will hear about the students' recent trip to the Kennedy Center American College Theater Festival, as well as details about the upcoming production of Once, which runs March 23rd to April 2nd, 2023, at the Center Theater in Ukiah. I would like to welcome my guests today, Reed Edelman, director of the Mendocino College Theater Program, and also Jim Williams, member of the Mendocino College Friends of the Theater Group, which is an affiliate of the foundation that's dedicated to supporting the theater arts and students in the program. So first, let's take a moment to hear about, Reed, your background with Mendocino College. It's been um, quite a tenure that you've had. So tell us a little bit about your time with the college. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for doing the show and having us on. And uh, yeah, this is my 23rd year teaching at Mendocino College and my 36th year teaching theater. Um, so I've been doing it for a while. Um, this is a fantastic place to work. And I just feel so fortunate to be working with all of the wonderful colleagues and students that we have here and the incredible facilities. And it's, uh, it's been, a, been a great run. So that's a long tenure and I'm sure, do you have any count of how many theater productions you have under your belt at the college? Well, at the college, probably more than 50. Um, wow. I've been, you know, every year we do two plays. Sometimes we've had guest directors come in, but generally I do two plays and also produce our annual festival of, of new plays, which are directed by students. So two or three productions every year, uh, it's a lot of plays. Yeah. That's amazing. And what what keeps you inspired after all these years of doing it? Well, I think for me, the thing about theater is it's always different. And I think I'm really happy having a job where it can be very intense at times and the hours can be long, but it's I think I enjoy a work environment where it's where it's driven by a specific project and people come together to work on that and it's exciting and then it finishes and we go on to a new project. So the work is always new and every time we do a play, there's a unique set of challenges to it. And uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a riddle to solve to, to figure out how to, to do each individual production. And it always feels like um, an, an amazing miracle when it all works in the end. Uh, you, never, uh, you never quite know how it's all gonna come together, but, but we find a way to do it. Well, you, you must love the adrenaline rush. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I do, although it's funny because I'm, a, I'm the kind of person who likes to have things very organized and prepared. So I'm not really, um, you know, I, I think that as a theater director, I tend to try to do a lot of planning and, and avoid the stress, but there's always, mm -hmm. there's always some level of, of, of uh, uh, like you said, adrenaline rush. Yeah, you can't be in the role that you're in and not be able to roll with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a skill that uh, I'm sure you've honed over your many years in theater. Well, and I think well, that's one of the great things about theater is that it is, it's not an art form that one does by themselves. It, it, it depends on, you know, a group of people collaborating together. And I think that's, that's always been what's, what's kept me so excited about theater is the opportunity to work with 
different people and, and create something as an ensemble. Well, and if you think about 50 some productions over, you know, 23 years, that that's got to be thousands of cast members that yes. you've probably worked with. So yeah, that's true. It's like it's it's like the web. <laughs> Mushrooms <laughs> have a web in the forest. Well, Reed has a web in Mendocino County and beyond with theater. Yeah. Well, talking about exciting news, I really want to hear about the recent experience. You took a dozen students, um, which is something you do every year, to the Kennedy Center American College Theater Festival. So I want to hear the news, but first for our listeners, can you just explain what the KCACTF is? Right. It's a, it's a large list of letters, KCACTF. Uh, um, and as you said, it stands for the Kennedy Center American College Theater Festival. And the, the main festival every year happens in Washington, D.C. at the Kennedy Center. But the country is divided into regions. So our, our region is Region 7, which covers the northwestern United States. So we're Northern California, Nevada, Colorado, Idaho, Montana, Washington, Oregon, Hawaii um, is Region 7. And so the KCACTF regions each have their own week-long conference in the third week of February each year. And the, the conference is just an amazing experience for that week. Um, certain, uh, certain schools are invited to bring productions. We actually brought our production of Wildfire, written by Jody Gehrman, uh, the last time that we were at the festival, which was um, 2020, because we had a obviously a break from the festival due to COVID. Um, but uh, so we brought that production last time we went. Uh, and uh, so there's usually three productions of visiting schools that bring a full production. And those are in the evening. There's also always a professional guest artist who's there to speak to the full group. And then all day long, every day for the week, there are classes and workshops and exhibits of technology and design done, work done by students. It's just a packed um, a packed week of learning and experiences. And the students who come, you know, I brought 12 students this year and we're a small community with a small theater program. And for our students to go to the festival and mingle with close to a thousand other theater students from all over our region. That's they so great. That they're, they're connected to these students through their passion for theater. And it's really wonderful to see the students go and um, and meet other theater students. And they also have the opportunity to take classes every day from professors from other colleges. And, and um, I went this year with myself and also we brought Joel Shura, who's a professional director and theater educator, but is also working now at Mendocino College in our career center. So he and I went together and we um, together coached our students before we left. And then while we were there, he and I both taught workshops at the festival for other students from other schools, and then all the other professors were teaching. So the students really get um, connected to all the different faculty and, and they learn about other colleges in our region. They learn about places they might want to transfer to to continue their education. And it's, uh, it's really a, a mind blowing experience for the students who go. And so this was the first time that you were able to participate since 2020. So Correct. yeah, fourth so time. Fourth time at the festival, um, but but it's we the first year we we I took the students was, gosh I think back in two thousand eighteen or seventeen. But yeah, this is the fourth time because of the break due to COVID. Okay, and so this year you had a first an experience of a kind of a first. Tell us about what what happened. Yeah, well, so this is very exciting. So one of the things that happens at the festival each year 
is the students um, compete for what's called the Irene Ryan uh, Scholarship for Actors. And if anybody doesn't know, Irene Ryan was, uh, she played the grandmother in the Beverly Hillbillies years ago. <laughs> okay. uh, that's her claim to fame. But she donated money to start this scholarship fund. And students uh, from all over the country, from all the different KCACTF regions, compete for this each year at the at the festival. So this we we had four students who were nominated to be Irene Ryan nominees, and that in itself is a huge honor. They have to be nominated either by me or by a guest respondent who's coming to our plays to watch our plays. Usually, a professor from another school will come and watch our plays. And so we had four student nominees, uh, and they each prepare two monologues and a scene with a scene partner and they submit that for their first round of auditions and usually and they're competing not just with other students from uh from community colleges but also students from four-year colleges and even graduate degree programs in theater and we've never had a student advance beyond that first round. I always tell my students, this is the, about the experience. It's not about winning. We're just a small community college and it's a big, a big pond. Uh, and we've never had a student actually go to the finals after the initial nominee. But this year, one student and his partner, Alexander Marsh, and his partner, Kelly Alvarez, we, um, they had submitted their initial round by video this year. And then we got to the festival and they found out the first night of the festival, they had progressed to the semi-final round. Wow. And they were just so delighted. And, you know, cause I had prepared them. This was really unlikely to happen. It's never happened before. Yeah. They made it to the semi-final round. And then uh, a day later after their audition, which they did at the festival and their students, fellow students came and watched them and I watched them and they, they did really well. They advanced to the final round oh my uh, which is only 10 students from our whole region uh, approximately 10 i don't remember the exact number that's amazing probably 10 students and their their partners they advanced to the the final round and uh they did not only one student would win and go to washington dc and they were not that but the fact that they went to the semi-final and then to the finals was huge and uh, i was so proud of all of our students but particularly of those students for doing that that's an, an achievement for sure. Yeah. And you guys must've just been buzzing with excitement. Yes. Um, so part of how you get there every year that you've gone to the KCACTF um, experience is through donations and community support. And that uh, is directed via the Friends of the Mendocino College Theater Group, which is an affiliate of the foundation. That's really, like I said at the top of the show, dedicated to supporting theater arts and the students. And so 100% of this trip with your 12 students and two faculty was covered by donations um, through the Friends of the Mendocino College Theater Group. Which is, which is quite a lot. I mean, it takes a lot to get there, transportation, meals, hotels, plus um, whatever other fees, you know, you guys have to, to cover. So tell me a little bit about what that means to you and to the students to know that their community has their back like that. Absolutely. And as you said, it's a, it's a really expensive experience. I mean, because, well, for example, this year, the, the regional conference is in a different place each year, but this year it happened to be in Spokane, Washington, um, which meant airfare to get there and, as you said, hotels. And uh, so it's a very expensive experience for the students to do it. And we are um, 
you know, we're, a, we're not a wealthy community and our students, uh, you know, many, many or most, maybe all, maybe all of our students wouldn't have been able to do it if they had to pay for it. Mm-hmm. And so, and um, I was real, I'm really pleased that we've been able to make this commitment to paying the costs for our students, because it means that our students get to do this without having to worry about whether they can afford it. And a lot of other schools who are there are not as fortunate. So a lot of, when we go there, we hear about a lot of people a lot of schools where the students are paying all or most of the costs themselves. And mm-hmm. here our students know that they're being covered by our community. Like you said, the community has their backs and um, they felt so supported. And for many of our students, it's a huge thing to go. Some of the students who went this year, it was their first time ever being out of California or their first time on an airplane. So even in addition to the whole uh, theater experience, just the opportunity to travel to a new place and see meet new people and have new experiences was huge and um and we were even able to give the students some money to spend on meals while we were they were there and to pay their registration and i'm just it's really great to have the support of our community for these students and and we didn't have to ask like who students didn't have to come forward and say i need money i can't do it we just were able to fund everybody and that i think really made a difference Right. What an amazing opportunity to open up the world. And also, I was thinking about when you said that, you know, other students there are not as fortunate, you know, a lot of them probably put it on a credit card and then they have to pay down that debt, you know, and have that kind of lurking over them. So that's that's really awesome. I want to talk a little bit more, but I want to reintroduce my guests and um, the show. You're listening to the Mendocino College Radio Hour here on KZYX. I'm your host, Julie McGovern. Today we are talking theater with the wonderful uh, theater director, Reed Edelman. We also have a guest with us today, Jim Williams. And Jim has been a, um, a volunteer member of the Friends of Mendocino College Theater Group. And we were just talking before I, that short break um, about the, the students' trip to the Kennedy Center Theater Festival and how 100% of the trip expenses were covered by community donations. And so, Jim, as a member of the Friends of the Mendocino College Theater, can you tell us like why it is like why this is important to you to to volunteer your time um, and money to support this group? Sure, I've been a friend of the Mendocino College Theater long before there was such a thing as a committee by that name. Mm-hmm. My wife and I moved to Ukiah in 1976, and it wasn't long before we discovered the Mendocino College Theater Department's performances. And back then, the theater department was much different than it is now. There was no such thing as the current wonderful center theater, which is by far the largest, most technically sophisticated live theater in Mendocino and Lake Counties. The theater department's curriculum now is much more expanded and comprehensive than it was back then. Um, the, the, The whole cohort concept that Reed introduced a few years ago elevated the educational opportunities for students, the cooperation and collaboration between the various performing arts departments, which are just a given and expected now, that wasn't, you couldn't count on that back then necessarily. So it's it's just become a strong and, and a vital asset to both students and community here. Um, and and I've, uh, I've been a lover of theater for as long as I've been an adult and aware of theater. 
I've performed in 14 college performances as an actor. I've directed as a student to plays. Um, I, I've been immersed in, in this wonderful theater program uh, for over 45 years. So I have a longer tenure than Reed. <laughs> um, well, so, it is definitely like a bug, right? Like people talk about getting the theater bug. So it sounds like at some point, Jim, that bug bit you. Yeah, yeah. I hate to use those kind of metaphors in the in the world of COVID, but but yeah, it's kind of a bug. Um, it certainly is a passion. It's a good so, bug. It's a good. It's a bug. good bug. It's a good bug. And and so so now so to go back to your question. So now. Um, instead of acting and directing and things like that, I, I'm more of a ticket taker and a, and a cookie salesman. Uh, <laughs> but I decided that I wanted to even elevate that and find ways to help support Reed and the program and things like audience development and, and fundraising as we've talked about, you know, money is important for everything. So, um, so I decided that formalizing that by making this commitment and joining other supporters of live theater would just be a natural fit for me. Mm -hmm. And and you established um, a dedicated fund through the foundation specifically to do just that, to support not only the department, but students with scholarships. Um, and that is the Elwood Fund. And the Elwood Fund is set up um, to support a student who shows um, not only promise, but a desire to go on beyond, you know, they'll, they'll do their however many years at Mendocino College, but then they really want to pursue higher education, further education in the theater arts or the technical theater. Um, and you establish the Elwood Fund with an eye towards being able to kind of be a, a support network you know, for that student that really wants to go on but might not have the resources or the support to be able to do that. Um, so just briefly, can you can you talk about why you felt like that was an important place to to put your money where your mouth is, so to speak? Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, when you start hitting numbers like 70 in your birthday, you know, you begin to think about <laughs> things like legacies and how can I give back and how does this life that I've lived, you know, what does that mean? You get all philosophical about stuff. Um, and for me, when I started having those uh, senior moments, uh, I went over to the college theater and said to Reed, look, Reed, you know, theater and education are a natural blend for me. I was an educator most of my professional career. And I would like to um, do something that's lasting for for this for your program, the college's program, and and um, and its students. And so, what would that look like? And so, Reed and I sat down and talked about it. Uh, we looked at what already existed. As Reed said, we have tremendous support for, in the uh, community for the theater program, but there's always you know things that aren't quite covered. And and so, one of the things that we uh, decided was that um, that an endowment that would uh, support not not just students who are currently involved in, in the program at Mendocino College, but who are want to go on professionally, that it would be wonderful if the college could not only give them the the information and the training and the experience to prepare them for that next step, but also financially benefit them and say, look, here's a significant amount of money that will help facilitate your future. Um, and so that was a dream that both of us share. 
Um, we also, in talking things over, realize that sometimes the college program itself needs some help. And so not only is there a scholarship provision in this endowment, but there's also the, um, the ability to help fund things that the, the program needs. So it's a two-pronged two uh, program. It has two purposes. Um, we also recognize that it was this was going to be a long-term project. Look, I, I'm not a, a, an independently wealthy person. And, and um, there are times when I think, gosh, wouldn't it be nice if I were an Irene Ryan and could just plop the whole money down and take care of it. But then I think about that. And like Reed said earlier, theater is a collaboration. It's about community. It's about individuals bringing what they can bring and together creating something bigger than any one of them could do by themselves. Mm -hmm. And so part of what the Elwood Fund means is that we're looking to build that community. You know, I've started it. I've put some seed and money into it. But for this to achieve its, its dream, uh, we need to find that community and build that community. So, so part of that is to create that um, and to allow people who, like me, love theater and want to see it continue and know that the education of students is the way that's going to happen in our communities. And so, um, and so that's, that's you know, where, where we're at. Um, the name of it's kind of weird, Julie. People don't know Elwood as much as I do. And so let me just take just a second to explain that yes, for your please. listeners. Um, Elwood P. Dowd is a character in the Pulitzer Prize winning play, Harvey, that was written by um, Mary Chase. And I played Elwood as one of my early uh, roles at Mendocino College. And I loved Elwood. Elwood, Elwood got me through ca cancer surgery. Uh, I left, this is, this is, um, Maybe a little bit of a side thing, but the the same week that the play closed, I went into surgery to take care of cancer, and I just stayed in character the whole time, and I <laughs> and it made it possible to get through that whole awful time with so much ease that Elwood became in, in both just part of me. Elwood yeah. is part of who I am. So when I when it came time to um, name this thing. Um, I thought of the of Elwood and decided that the spirit of Elwood, his reaching out to form community, to make friends where there were strangers, and to listen to stories and tell stories together, um, that was the spirit that this whole enterprise needed to, um, to embody. And so that's why the name, the Elwood Fund. Well, I loved the whole concept of Elwood and it named after a character that you played and some of what you told me about what Elwood's kind of philosophy was in the show. But hearing that Elwood also had a healing aspect makes me love it even more. Elwood's a great guy. <laughs> I just also want to say that it also represents you, Jim, because you could have named this fund the Jim Williams Fund. And in your true to your nature, you didn't put yourself in the center of it and you came up with a name that that symbolizes the spirit of it and uh and so that's very just generous and uh and and humble so i think that's worth noting as well well in the spirit of collaboration there will be an opportunity for members of the public to contribute to this fund the elwood yes. fund um and, and invest like jim has done in student scholarships and in the theater arts during the opening weekend of Once. And I'm super excited for Once. 
Um, it's the Saturday, March 25th show, which is the first Saturday of the show run. The show opens on March 23rd. Um, and then on the Saturday night, the uh, is going to be a benefit. And all the proceeds over the first 100 tickets sold will benefit the Foundation Student Scholarship Fund. And Jim, I hope, is going to be able to get up and talk briefly before the show opens that night a little bit about what he just shared with us here on the radio this morning and invite any members in attendance, which automatically are going to be theater lovers and supporters because they'll be there in the audience, um, to make a contribution to that fund in any way, shape or form, you know, that they can. Um, but I want to like talk about once and we'll do that in just a second, but I just want to reintroduce that this is the Mendocino College Radio Hour you're listening to. My name is Julie McGovern. I'm your host and my guests today, we're talking about theater and my guests are Reed Edelman, um, the theater director at Mendocino College and Jim Williams, who is a, among other things, member of the Friends of Mendocino College Theater Affiliate Group. So let's talk about once, Reed. I'm super excited. I got a little sneak peek at the first Friday art walk on Friday at the library here in Ukiah. I went in to grab a book that was on hold. I had no <laughs> idea I was going to stumble into a, an array of, I don't know, was there like 15 actor musicians there set up in the library? And they sounded amazing. So tell us about this show. I will. Well, that's funny that you just stumbled in. I didn't realize that. I thought you were there knowing we were going to be there. So that's wonderful that you just walked in. That was great. Before we get into ones, I would like to just say, well, before we leave the fundraising and the and the community, I just want to say, first of all, that for the Elwood Fund, we're looking for donations, but also what Jim has done is put it in his um, planned giving as a legacy, and people can do that as well. And I also wanted to mention before we totally leave KCACTF, another amazing uh, donor, which is the John and Dorothy McGee Foundation that donated $5,000 to our trip to KCACTF, really making that trip possible and paying, basically that covered the hotel bill for all the students who went. So I don't wanna leave that without saying thank you to the Dorothy and John McGee Foundation that really made KCACTF possible. That was a huge, hugely transformative grant. Um, but to Once, um, so yeah, so Once is unlike any show that, that I've ever directed. Um, it's a play about music. It's a play about a memory of something that happened once, that moment in time in our past that something happens with, which changes us forever. And um, it sort of seems like it should be a fairy tale, like Once Upon a Time but this musical is not your traditional fairy tale because while it's a, um, while it's sort of a love story, it's a love story that because of circumstances doesn't really um, go the way you would expect it to go in a fairy tale, but these people, who, the characters in the play are um, changed forever by this experience they have. Uh, I don't wanna to spoil too much of what happens, but it's a play about music too. It's a play about an Irish uh, street musician who meets a Czech pianist and whose love for music really um, saves them in the, where they are in their lives at that point. Um, and one of the things, as you mentioned about the seeing us in the library is this show, um, it's based on a movie. It's based on a 2007 movie of the same name. And the play is very true to the movie, except in the play, all of the actors also are musicians. And so the, there's no pit orchestra. Um, all of the characters are playing instruments on stage. 
And when we were discussing choosing our musical for this year, Philip Lindbergh, who is our full-time music faculty and music director of the production, he came to me with this idea of doing once and, and he just loved the show. And when he told me about it, and I watched it and read it and I loved it too, but I just didn't think, I didn't, couldn't imagine where we were gonna find a cast of, there's 17 people in the cast and about 14 of them have to play various instruments and play them really well while they're singing, dancing, and acting on stage. And Philip said, if you do this play, believe me, the musicians will show up. And I was nervous about it, um, but they did. And we have this amazing cast of both students and community people. And some of the, really some of the best musicians in our community are part of this cast. Uh, so it's so exciting to see um, this cast of people who are singing, dancing, acting, and playing instruments, often all at the same time. Uh, and it's a wonderful ensemble. It sounds like it's gonna be just a really unique experience. And also it sounds like I couldn't help but think when you were just talking about, you know, Philip kind of trying to say, if, if you put it out there, they'll show up. And I just was thinking field of dreams. If you build yes. it, they will come, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and exactly. you built it so and they came. Have a lot of the people, a lot of the musicians who are in the show have never been in a play before. So I, much of the cast are very experienced musicians who haven't acted and seeing their delight as they discover this new art form. For, so for many of them, they're, they're old pros when it comes to playing musical instruments, but they're learning about what it means to be in a play and to take on a character. And so there's just this delightful atmosphere of creative growth that's really exciting to watch. Now the gentleman who plays the lead, um, I, didn't, I don't know his name, but he- Julian was Sterling. Okay. Is, the, is, the lead, is he um, like an example of someone who's a musician that doesn't yes. have acting experience? Yeah. So Julian Sterling, there's, there's, there's like, a, it's a real ensemble show and there's, there's 17 people in the cast, but there are two larger roles that are really the leads and, and, and they're just named guy and girl in the script. The playwrights don't give them a name. Um, and Julian Sterling plays guy and Heidi Peterman uh, plays girl. So um, Heidi is a full-time um the um, full-time Mendocino College student who's majoring in music. Um, and so she's a fantastic musician, but it's her first, her first time being in a play. And Julian Sterling is a music teacher in our community, a uh, fantastic guitar player. And, and he also works with the Ukiah Symphony. Um, so he's a community member and a musician and a teacher. And um, yeah, I forgot what your question though was. Oh, well, I was just thinking, was he one of those examples of someone who never acted? Because I, yeah, I listened yeah. to that performance. I only stayed for a few songs because I had to yeah. go somewhere else. And he was amazing. I mean, they both yeah. were, but he really commanded yeah. the, 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 the room. And I yeah. thought, you know, I guess if he's a music performer, you know how to do that. It yeah. obviously is, has to translate to a theater, but, yeah. you know, I think performers are performers, right? Yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah, it's uh, and that is true that he um, I don't think he's ever been in a play. And he is one of those people that I'm describing who just has this enthusiasm uh, for the process and learning about uh, about acting. So um, it's a great ensemble. It's a really nice group of people. And it's really reflective of, um, you know, we have students, we have uh, full time students in the cast, we have community people, we have uh, there's a um, Erin Schoenbrunner, who, who is our choreographer and teaches dance here. Her daughter, who's seven years old, is the youngest person in the cast. And then we have um, people up into their uh, um, 
70s or 80s in the cast. So I'm not sure what the, what the oldest person is, but it's a real mix of ages uh, in the cast. And it's a, a reflection of our community. And so what have, what have rehearsals uh, Reed, been Reed. like? Oh, go ahead, Jim. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, no, go ahead. Interrupt, Julie, but Reed, I just have to say, it's it also sounds like this is the perfect example of what I was talking about, what you brought to the, the theater department of the spirit of of interdepartment collaboration and and that's uh, just so wonderful that all of these disciplines are are coming together and and being embraced with open arms and and joy. It's just such a wonderful thing you've brought. Thank you so and the, thank you so much, Jim. And I just on the way the, the other piece of that is the technical side. So Steve Decker, who um, teaches technical theater here. And Dave Wolf, who's our his works with him on building scenery and is also our sound designer. Uh, if you walk into the theater right now, um, it, the theater is filled with students who are also working on the technical side and they're painting scenery and building scenery. And, and it's really like, like Jim said, it's a collaborative effort on all different aspects of it, um, whether students are working backstage as crew members or stage managers or helping build the scenery. Kathy Dingman Katz has a costume class where the students are making costumes for the play. So all different aspects of, of working on bringing a, a production to life are, are part of it. And, and Reed, could I just piggyback here um, and go back to the Elwood Fund for a minute? Because one of the things that I would like people to know is that we, we decided that we wanted not to neglect the technical side of theater in the fund and, and recognize that those con contributors uh, are just as important as the actors that uh, know the lines and say the words. And so there's a, there's a provision that in the scholarship part of it, that if there's a sort of a tie between who might receive that scholarship, that there's a preference given to a person that is uh, in the technical side of theater. Um, yes. and, and that's not necessarily known by people. And I want to make that point. Can you just kind of briefly define for people who might be listening who don't know what technical theater means? Um, Reed, can you kind sure. of define what that is? Well, the technical theater is all the design and technology aspects of the production. So every play has a designer that designs the scenery, the lighting, the costumes, the sound effects, the nowadays the projections are a whole other element, the props. Um, and then there's a whole crew of people who are building and painting and, and solving those technical problems. And I think for every person that you see on stage, there's several more working backstage that the audience never sees that make that whole experience possible. Kind of like my older sister when we were, when she was in high school, she was a behind the scenes person and she loved stage crew. That's what they called it back yeah. then. It sounds kind of like stage crew, yeah. but it much more, much more professional sounding when you say technical theater. And yeah. really the, the production can't happen without all of that, you know, I yeah, mean. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. every production has different needs, but definitely uh, in this show, people will be amazed when they come in and see that the set is going to be fantastic and uh, the lighting and projections, uh, people will be very excited to see it. But this show really is about the music. I mean, really, this is a unique play because it's, you know, the music um, is written by uh, Glenn Hansard and Marquette Irglova. And people may know those names because they're very popular uh, uh, contemporary musicians. And, uh, and the music in the show is fantastic. It's also a really well-written script. So often with musicals, the, um, 
the script is just sort of an excuse to put together the great songs. And in this play, it really is a well-written play and the songs are an integral part of it, but it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful and very moving piece of theater about, um, about music and the power of music to inspire people in their lives. And, and um, so I think, I don't wanna give away too much of the plot, but, uh, but it, is, it is a beautiful play. Well, I am so excited because of just loving theater and also because my office at the college is right there in the corner next to the ticket office in the uh, center theater building. And so whenever I go out to the lobby, like to go to the restroom, the doors are open and sometimes I really get tempted to peek, but I always know I'm going to go see the show and I want to be surprised. And so I kind of avert my eyes and... (laughs) run down the hall um but I also really loved this movie um and this is uh adapted from a movie a lot of times movies are adapted from a a play or a book but this is a play or a musical I don't know how you describe it that's adapted from a film yeah so I know that presents its own challenges with obviously all the things you can do in a film versus on a set stage but it sounds uh, like this, you're exploring. The story is very true to the film. The play is very, the music is mostly the same and the story is the same. Although the film was shot on location like a traditional film with different you know, uh, uh, places that, that the film take place in the play. But in the play, um, it's much more theatrically. In the original production of the play on Broadway, and the play has been performed on Broadway all over the world also, it won um, eight, eight, Tony Awards uh, in 2012, including Best Musical. Um, so it's a very popular production. And in the in the um, in the original production of the play, the whole thing took place in an Irish pub, rather than going on different locations to the different sets. The actors created just with the bar and the tables and, and the furniture in the in the pub. They created all the different locations theatrically. Interestingly, in our contract with with the with the owners of the musical, they say we cannot do it in the same staging that they did in the original. We have to come up with our own original design. So we're not setting it in a pub and I'm actually not gonna give away where we are setting it, but we have a very creative uh, set that is a, what we call a unit set in theater. So it's, uh, it's one set that sort of morphs and changes and adapts to create each of the different locations, um, but it's metaphoric and it's connected to music. And so I think people will find that, uh, you know this is different from the movie partly because the actors are all playing instruments and they're creating the worlds that we're in with their bodies, their instruments, the limited amount of furniture that gets moved around uh, and this this spectacular set that Steve Decker and his students are building. Well, if you're listening and you are, your curiosity is piqued and you wanna know how they're pulling all of this off, you can buy tickets. And yeah. I will remind everybody um, the production of Once opens March 23rd and runs through April 2nd, 2023 at the Center Theater in Ukiah at Mendocino College. And tickets are available at artsmendocino.org. They're also available at the Mendocino Book Company. And if you're driving right now and you can't write that down, you can also find the link through the Mendocino College website, which is just mendocino.edu. But I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of interest and demand. And so get your tickets early for this really unique production and and a a really amazing sounding collaboration between um, theater, music, set design. And I just 
I'm so excited. <laughs> Can I also, Julie, mention a little bit about a couple of special events that are coming up? Yes, with, go ahead. So, so the first night of our play, which is March 23rd, Thursday night at 7.30, is what we call our Pay What You Wish preview. So if, if the ticket price is prohibitive to anybody, come on Thursday, March 23rd, you can pay whatever you want to come and see the play. Um, but then the next night, Friday, is our gala opening performance. And we're so happy to be doing this. We used to do this before COVID, and now we're bringing back the gala opening. And there will be food and wine, beverages included with the ticket price. Uh, and the, there's going to be food created by Nicholas Petty, who is our culinary arts professor here and his students. And they will be providing food and the foundation is providing wine and the gallery will be open. So this is Friday, March 24th. If people uh, come early, starting at 6.30, there will be uh, the reception and the gala and the gallery. And then the show will start at 7.30 and that's all included in the regular ticket price. And then as you mentioned, Julie, Saturday night, the um, 25th uh, is the special scholarship fundraiser and also thanks to you uh, we will be having a glass of wine included for people when they come and so that first weekend is just going to be a really festive weekend with the the pay what you wish preview the gala opening on friday and then the the scholarship fundraiser on saturday and then we have a whole nother week on the the following weekend thursday friday saturday and then we have a matinee on sunday april 2nd which is our final show and that Saturday night show, I believe the art gallery is also going to be open at yes. 6.30. And the not, show is uh, going not to... Not at 6.30. I think it's 7. I think the at gallery seven. will be open on 6.30 for the gala opening. But then it will be open for all of our performances. So whenever people come to see the show, um, any of the performances, the gallery um, will be open and they can see the student art show. Yeah, that's that's a great added incentive to get there early see some student art, support yeah. the, the work that they've been doing all semester. And uh, and then you get to, you know, find the best seats in the house. That's right. um, I will remind everybody that you're listening to the Mendocino College Radio Hour. I am your host, Julie McGovern, Executive Director of the Mendocino College Foundation. Today, we have been talking about theater and the upcoming performance of Once at the March 23rd to April 2nd. My guests are Reed Edelman, uh, theater director at Mendocino College, and Jim Williams, a member of the Friends of Mendocino College Theater Affiliate Group. And I'd like to open it up to calls. So if you're listening and you have a question or a comment for Reed about the theater, for Jim, about the Friends or the Elwood Fund that he's established, or any other thoughts or questions, uh, comments, um, you can call 707-895-2448. That's 895-2448. And um, our friend Rich, if we get a call, will let us know, hopefully. Um, and so call in at any time. We'd love to hear from you. If you have anything to say to Reed or Jim. Julie, so, I'm yes. Sorry. While we're waiting um, for calls to come in, can I just share an idea of, that I have uh, in case there are people out there that really have never been to live theater and don't understand what in the heck we're talking about or <laughs> why we think it's so important. I just want to share this one thought with with everybody. Um, social isolation is now being recognized as a significant health problem in our country and live theater is one of the ways that we deal with that problem because people come together, they move out of their homes, they come together to do something that human beings have done since there was human beings. 
Storytelling is what defines us as a species. It's in our DNA. We need to have it. And when we don't have it, we become ill. When we isolate ourselves, when we don't get together and tell us each other our stories, and that's what theater is. People are telling stories. We're listening to stories in this live, connected experience. It's not screened. It's live people interacting. And that's why theater is incredibly important to the health of us as people and as a health the health of our societies. That's why I love it. So it's not a disease, it's a cure. Well said, and, Jim, well so, said. So we love live theater, support live theater. Yay, <laughs> live theater. Okay, let's, 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 uh, let's have Rich put through the call. Welcome to the Mendocino College Radio Hour. You're on well, the air. Well, thank you so much. And this play sounds just marvelous. Uh, for those of us who, for various reasons, won't be able to attend in person, Will this play be filmed and archived? I wish I could say yes. And we do have a YouTube channel for our theater arts department. And some of our plays are up there and you can watch them. This play, we because it is a musical and we have to very specific contract with the, with the royalty company who owns it, we are not allowed to film it or share it publicly. Our, our, our contract does not permit that. So this is one of the shows that people will need to come out to see in person in order to see it. Well, thank you for that information and um, good luck. Thank, thank you, you for the call. Thanks for calling in. And I just want to add, if you cannot attend, but you would like to support the Friends of the Mendocino College Theater affiliate um, and student scholarships, you can find out more at foundation.mendocino.edu. Um, that's one way that if you can't make it in person, but you'd like to contribute to support the wonderful things happening at the Mendocino College Theater Department, check out um, foundation.mendocino.edu. We have, I think, 13 different affiliate groups. So if you just scroll down and you find the friends of the Mendocino College Theater, you can make a contribution that way. And also, if people are interested, as this caller was, in seeing productions, if they can't make it to the theater, as I said, it's the Mendocino College Theater YouTube channel. And we have our production of Midsummer Night's Dream up there for free that people can watch. We also have our past production this past fall of The Servant of Two Masters is available. So there's a lot of interesting things on that YouTube channel if people want to check out what our students are doing. And just to piggyback um, while we're waiting, if there's any other callers, if you're listening and you want to call in at 707-895-2448, you have a question or a comment for Reed or Jim. Um, but just to Jim's point about social isolation and, and getting out and, and kind of the health benefits of, of engaging in a, in a community enterprise such as live theater, I want to say for somebody, and I would never call myself a, a, a theater performer, but I did do theater growing up and in high school. And the, the feeling that you get from the live audience as a performer mm -hmm. is so integral to the whole experience and being able to look out and see a full theater of, of people there to support what you've worked so hard, you know, for months and months doing, which it sounds like in this, uh, with every production, but in this production, with the musicians having to learn to be actors and actors learning to be, and all of this amazing stuff, you know, really showing up for that, um, to enjoy it and to be collaborative and to be part of your community, but also to support all the work that's gone into it, um, especially on the behalf of the students who are studying theater is, is really important as well. 
agree. And it goes both ways, Julie. Um, not only do you feel it as an actor, but as a member of a, of a live theater audience, there's nothing like feeling the energy from an actor that's engaged and and uh, and, and is speaking to you, and and you feel that there's an energy that just is palpable. It's that's an amazing, amazing experience. It's a living. It's almost like a living entity. The experience of the theater because. The actors and the audience, because it's a live event, are connected and the audience is feeding the actors and the actors are feeding the audience. And there's an every show, every performance is different. When you see a film, uh, the film is the same every time it happens. But the play is going to be a little bit different each night because it's it's in that moment. It's of that moment in time and it involves the the energy exchange between the audience and the performers. Absolutely. And also honoring all of the work that went in, like we talked before about the technical theater side, everything behind the scenes that went into putting that show on. I mean, a lot of times your attention is focused on the actors, obviously, because that's the the live performance is. Yeah. But everything surrounding, you know, from the set and the sound and the lighting and the costumes yeah. is really what elevates it to, you know, something special. Yeah, and we are a community college and our, we're, we're training students for their future and educating them for their future. And while, um, you know, some of our students, many of my past students have gone on to professional careers as actors and have been successful, but that is a challenging career. The, the competition for a career as an actor uh, is, is very daunting, but for students who study the technical side, there are jobs available, well-paying jobs. And our students who complete the, the their certificate in technical theater, uh, CTE certificate at Mendocino College, they will leave here um, either going on for more training in their next you know, college or being ready to have actual well-paying jobs in the field. People, I think, often think about theater as um, sort of something that is a lot of fun, but not practical for one's career. But if one is trained as a stage manager or a carpenter for the theater or a stage electrician, there are jobs out there right now looking for people. So mm -hmm. it is a, it is a practical way to have a career. Not so much as I mean, there are people who make a living as actors and directors and and like myself as teachers. But um, and so I don't want to negate that. But in the technical side, there's really it's a it's a viable profession. Well, and if you think Go ahead, Jim. Julie, you made an excellent point about how the world of the theater, uh, the world of the play is created by those technicians and by those people in it. It just en enhances that experience and makes it so much real, much more real. And, and read the certificate program is kind of new, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so this is, the, this is something that Steve Decker, our uh, full-time technical theater instructor, created. And it is a, it's called a, a Career and Technical Education CTE certificate. We have them in various uh, programs at the college, um, and the students who complete the coursework for that, uh, they they leave with a certificate that basically is equivalent to what they need to have to join the the stagehands union um, at the entry level. So they're really being prepared for jobs in technical theater. Well, I was thinking when you were talking about you know how it it not to negate the the, the actors, but in terms of steady work, right? I mean, as an actor, you might be lucky to get cast in a production, I don't know, once every couple of years, or I don't know how it works as an actor professionally, but if you're 
a technical side, you could work on production after production after production and have really steady employment. If you get really good at the lighting or the the designing or the costume. I had a friend when I lived in New York City who was a costume designer and she was getting when she left, she was going to London to work for the 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 ballet. Right. Um, which was an amazing, she was like over the moon excited and, uh, you know, but she was really talented, obviously, but, um, but there's theaters in every city and every country in the world that need th that kind of um, skilled labor. That's absolutely true. Yeah. So we have a couple more minutes. If there's any last minute phone calls, my, uh, we're open to that. The number is 895-2448. We only have maybe one or two minutes left if anyone wants to call in. Um, you've been listening to the Mendocino College Radio Hour. We've been talking theater with theater director Reed Edelman. We've also had Jim Williams on the call, who's part of the Friends of the Mendocino College Group, um, Friends of the Mendocino College Theater Affiliate Group. And we've been talking about lots of things, but specifically in this last part of the show, the upcoming production of Once. So I just want to remind everyone who's listening, or if you just tuned in and um, you didn't catch the show, you can listen to it um, on the kzyx.org jukebox or on the podcast to catch all the exciting things we talked about. But you can also um, buy tickets to once at artsmendocino.org. You can also buy them in person at the Mendocino Book Company in Ukiah. And you can also find links to uh, where you can buy tickets through the Mendocino College website at mendocino.edu. Um, and another kind of fact that I discovered while doing research on the 50th anniversary of the college, um, which is happening in 2023, the college was founded in 1973, so we're celebrating 50 years. And in uh, upcoming in May, on May 13th, the foundation is throwing a 50th anniversary gala, bringing that event back. Uh, the last time that happened was 2018. It's going to be an exciting outdoor under the big tents. We're going to have Senator McGuire and all kinds of great uh, food prepared by culinary arts, grown by our agriculture students, served on platters made by our ceramic arts students. We're really highlighting the students and and you know what the what the gala is all about is funding the future, you know, investing in the future, just like Jim was talking about establishing an endowed fund or leaving a planned gift in your will. Um, the legacy that you as an individual, if you're listening, can leave for the students of Mendocino College, which are which is your community college, there's no other higher education institution in our, in our district, um, is to support student scholarships. So that's what the Foundation Gala is going to be all about. But the original galas were theater galas. And I found all these old programs where the cast back then used to go, you know, and mingle at uh, the old Wybell Winery um, with the guests. So if you bought a ticket to go to the show, you could then go to the reception afterwards and and mingle with the cast and they would be in full costume. And um, anyway, those were that's the first ways that the foundation galas to fund student scholarships came about was through theater galas. Julie, I just want to say thank you to you because, uh, as you mentioned, there's a long history of the collaboration between the foundation and the theater department, but so much of what we do is only possible because of the foundation. So thank you oh. so much. And also you, the, the Community Day is coming up on uh, uh, March 25th, Saturday. We're having a big birthday party, right? And Correct. And there'll be a play that night so people can come 
they can come to the community day and stay and then see the play that evening if they if they have the the uh, stamina for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The community day is at the Ukiah campus, uh, like Reed said, on Saturday, March twenty fifth. It's going to be a big celebration of 50 years. I think it's from 11 to 4. There's going to be all kinds of activities for kids, for teens, for adults. There's going to be food trucks, um, you know, all kinds of fun things. So check that out. If you've been listening today and you have any questions on anything we've been talking about, you can go to the college website, mendocino.edu. I just want to thank you, Reed uh, Edelman and Jim Williams, for being my guests on the Mendocino College Radio Hour today. I've really enjoyed talking to you, and I'm really excited about once, and I hope everybody listening buys a ticket and shows up to support the amazing work of the Mendocino College Theater Department. Thank, thank you. Julie. Thank you for having us. Thank oh, you, Jim. My pleasure. All right. Well, everybody listening, have a wonderful day. Support live theater. And uh, Rich, I'll send it back to you. This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.